Hey, America, start, start first things now. now. All right. Well, just to just to open up things again, it's our second week without Sam. Hopefully, our last week without Sam. Uh, but inspired by what's going to be our main topic today, I'd like to ask you, Eric and mm-hmm. Derek, consider the question: Would you love a monster man? Not could you, and not should you, but would you? Well, I think it depends on the size of. The- Uh, we're getting in trouble for that. And uh, welcome to another monstrous episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, the country that was a graveyard smash. I'm Eric. <laughs> I'm Derek. And I'm Danny. Steve and I were just mm. talking today about how the Monster Mash is a song about a dance that's irresistible, but unlike other dance songs, you don't know how to do it. <laughs> They never explain. They never explain what the monster mash is. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. They just say it's. I don't know. It's. I don't know. It was a graveyard smash. That's all. That's that's all they say. It's so. It's kind of like Tenacious D's tribute. Yes, it's just like tribute. Like that. It's not. It's not the song. It's just singing about the song. Yes, it's just about. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of tributes, uh, Danny hit him with the socials. I'll sure try. You can find us on all the so- standard social media outlets. Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, Blue Sky, Instagram, all those. One of these days, we're going to break out Zanga again uh, at 12 Points USA. That's 12 Points USA. Or just email us directly, 12pointsfromamerica at gmail.com. That's pretty much the best way to get a to get our ear. And feel free also to buy our fabulous merchandise on Redbubble or go over to Patreon and support us there at 12 Points from America as well. Whether you support us financially or not, we love you anyway. We really, really do. But our Patreon supporters get exclusive content, much earlier access to our episodes, and a couple of, like I said, some really weird stuff. We're going to do another reaction video one of these days. We have just been putting stuff into the uh, into the save for later box for a while now. So I imagine they've fermented for a little bit. We're going to have some real rotten stuff to look at one of these days. Yeah. You might also be listening to us via our friends over the pond at Switch Radio Europe calling this week. So if you are, hello from there as well. Send us, send us your best exes. They're called that's, excretions. That's right. Send us your best excrete. Wait. <laughs> anyway, Eurovision. It's time. Uh, yeah, Sam's still in Japan, so uh, we don't have we don't have Sam uh, literally on the other side of the world. And there's a little bit of news. Uh, JESC is coming up next week. Next week is a start of our. JESC previews. Can't wait for that. Uh, we've got some. Uh, we've got some songs this year. I'll say that much. And uh, I can't. I can't wait to talk about how good slash not good they are uh, in our usual extremely entertaining way. Uh, but this week uh, we're going to kind of continue with our spooky theme. Uh, but before we dive into that, there is a little bit of Eurovision news. Um, we have a couple of national final artists lists is probably the biggest thing right now. Albania, uh, Festival of Cungus is right around the corner now. And uh, we have the list of artists for that. We also have a list of artists in Malta. They have a big semifinal process. I think everyone in the country is participating yep. this year. <laughs> and uh, and so that list is out. A few names, quite a few are recognized from the last year 
uh, or two. Uh, Eliana Gomez Blanco, who is who had a great song at Junior in I think 2019 or 2019 or 2020, uh, is on the list again. She competed this past year as well. Uh, and yeah, it's, ch check those check those names out. I this is where like Sam Sam knows who all these people are sometimes literally. Mm -hmm. uh, so I <laughs> yeah, uh, but I don't. So I don't know. Derek, what do you think? They all good. Cool. They all good. I'm so well, yeah, yeah. They good. Yeah. <laughs> good uh, stuff so this we'll, year. Check them out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of artists doing music, singing notes. <laughs> Uh, a lot of times different notes in succession. It's uh, it's cool. And watch succession, by the way. Uh, good stuff. <laughs> All right. So when we when we started talking about what shows we were going to do while Sam was out, uh, uh, we wanted to talk about how dudes rock. But you all know that. Uh, and uh, then we talked about like, well, it's October, so we should do spooky episodes, you know, 12 scares from America or what have you. And then we talked about well, you know what? What are some great scary songs in in the Eurovision canon? And it just seemed like, well, there's Hard Rock Hallelujah, and then there's everything else, and then there's Spooky Scary Skeletons from what was it? Albania? What was it? What was Spooky Scary Skeletons from? <laughs> what? It was just called Skeleton, wasn't it? Well, that was El Azerbaijan. As Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. That's it. Yeah, and that Spooky was scary. Skeletons. Not even. I <laughs> know. <laughs> That was horse masks and ladders. Continuing, yeah, continuing and, on my mission to misidentify mm -hmm. every single song that has ever been uh, called the title. It had the, the scariest thing of all, which was interpretive dance. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. modern art. Do you have any other favorite spooky songs? I mean, uh, Vampire Piano from Ukraine, maybe. Uh, but that's the thing is he's just he's just intense. See that, and that's the thing is like what what else is there? There's Pia Maria. Uh, yeah. There's <laughs> Rosemary's baby. <laughs> well, I'm making a meme yeah, about that. But that's, that's but that's uh, pretty much uh, that's pretty much it. You know, we got a lot of intense songs. We have some spooky, sometimes very, I don't know, frightening imagery, but not not even really. So we were just like, I don't know. Feels like feels like we just keep coming back to to Lordy here, to hard rock hallelujah. And I think if we want to even just talk about sort of like the five or even expanded to 10 songs that I feel like you could look into to really get a feel for what Eurovision is all about. The conversation keeps coming back to this as a really seminal moment, like not just novelty wise, but like that's something really was happening here in 2006 uh, for, for Lordy's hard rock hallelujah to win it for Finland. So uh, we all basically figured that this week we could do our first, of a, I don't know, perhaps a recurring series on really, really diving deep into just one song, just one song. One. And I think this is a, this is a really great place to start. Uh, first, first, most important thing. I didn't put this in the notes. Uh, I want to note that if you go to Lordy's Wikipedia page, it says not to be confused with Lord. With? With... Oh, from Australia. Sure. <laughs> not Lorde. No. First of all, she's from New Zealand. Or Audrey uh, Lord. Yeah. But second of all, yeah, don't confuse Lordy with the New Zealand singer Lord. Or maybe do. Could be fun. Uh, just putting that out there. Also, I think she'd get it says not to be confused with Lord, the band from Australia. Uh, 
That's and that's L O R D. It's just L O R D Lord, Sometimes styled as Lord. Uh, they're a they're a power metal band from something called Wollongong in New South Wales. It's not a real place. Yeah. Led by a guy named Lord Tim, who uh, looks exactly okay. as you would expect. Ah, okay. And, uh, yeah. Um, it's a blonde comb over. Uh, hard to tell the color, but yeah, you're you're in the <laughs> okay. ballpark, I think. Okay. All right. So uh, speaking of things that are not Lord or Lord, Lordy is a uh, Finnish hard rock heavy metal band. They go back uh, to the early 90s. They had several albums out by the time they decided to to give Eurovision a go. Uh, Rose to fame with a song, Would You Love a Monster Man, as uh, as Danny mm-hmm. uh, wonderfully alluded to. <laughs> uh, Lord is, from like interviews I've read with Mr. Lordy, uh, I said Lord. I meant to say Lordy. Oh, no, it's happening. Lordy uh, owes its basic existence. It's very... Uh, everything really to kiss the american rock band uh, that performs in makeup and isn't very good um <laughs> listen listen, listen. They, were the, they were the best that we had it was the 70s uh, well okay but the th- here's the thing this is not an episode about kiss but kiss knows they aren't very good I think uh, so. I, I think they know yeah, that they're like just they, there to play arena rock. Kiss knows what they are, what they're doing. Like, Kiss is a marketing mm-hmm. campaign. It's, yeah. yeah, as much as it is as a band. And I don't think, to be super clear, I don't think that that descriptor applies to the group Lordy, not to be confused so with Lord or Lord, that uh, I'm not going to keep doing that. Okay. <laughs> or am I? So yeah, uh, Mr. Lordy is his real name is Tommy pa, uh, Putansu. He's an Arctic Laplander, which I did not know uh, until until we started this. So that's uh, that's kind of cool. And he described in the early days that he he was he was inspired by Kiss, and he wanted his 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 intention for the for the sound of his group was to be like a Kiss song written in the 80s re-recorded by pantera in the 90s and then remixed by puff daddy that's an actual thing he said i can i can believe it for the first two steps <laughs> where are we where are we coming from with the Hon- with honestly the, honestly the remix what's going on there is that a troll uh, like <laughs> at least as it pertains to hard rock hallelujah i think i think the it starts and ends with a kiss. We don't even get to part two. I of, can believe uh, going to Pantera, uh, but go that. on. I mean, I, Pantera thrashes more than anything uh, Hard Rock Hallelujah does, I guess. It sure does. Um, yeah. But as as you know, if you've seen any photo of Lordy uh, or Mister Lordy, they are uh, they are donned in big monster costumes uh, like uh, like Guar, uh, a little bit like Kiss. Uh, and some other groups uh, along those lines. Early music video featured Mr. Lordy just looking like a dude. Uh, and he had all his friends dressed up in monster makeup uh, for the video. And then at some point he decided, you know what? What if like, we performed as monster movie guys? So they started. What if it was one of those things where it's like, you know, the makeup cost three times what we thought it would. Let's get as much mileage out of this as we can. <laughs> and 25 years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a solo project initially. He 
flush the thing out into a full band after meeting his initial bandmates on a kiss themed cruise, uh, which was organized by the president of Finland's kiss fan club, the kiss which army, was, yes. which was Mr. Lordy. Yes. Uh, so he, yeah. he, he okay. was, uh, he, that was, uh, that was a Mr. Lordy <laughs> joint uh, through it. And exactly. I guess, like four other people show up and they just made a band. I I it's don't like the have the cruise. I don't have the attendance numbers. But Listen, if right. if if Finland's fandom from the past three entries has taught us anything, it's that the market for this kind of rock music is through the roof in Finland. Mm-hmm. I'll bet if they could have launched a flotilla, the whole, an entire Kiss Navy and Air Force and a Kiss uh, Armada, yeah, yeah, Kiss Space Force. <laughs> that's a, that's it. That's it. They would. That's very seven forces division. We can all get behind, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they started doing the costume thing uh, and uh, they are very, very committed to the bit. They do not give interviews out of costume ever uh, on, on the rare occasion that they've agreed to speak to someone and not been in full costume. They've done it with their uh, faces turned away from any cameras that would be there. There was there was definitely uh, some intense and it, it, this just feels like human nature a bit that that they wanted to the the press I should say really wanted to be like oh okay but what do they actually look like you know like Daft Punk without the helmets and 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 the Slipknot yeah, guys yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. when they're just white dudes and so th- there were there were like European tabloids uh, Finnish and otherwise p- p- publishing photos <laughs> of of. Uh, the folks in Lordy, especially around the time of Eurovision and right afterwards. Uh, uh, oh, this is really them. And um, the backlash to that, I don't know if you've ever met any metal fans, uh, but the, the backlash to that was uh, was pretty swift and, and imagine and serious. And and it hasn't really been a problem in the 17 years since that happened. Uh, mm-hmm. they've, they've really been had their privacy respected. I mean, for there were promotional things showing Eurovision artists like poolside and things like that in 2006. And uh, they were there in full costume uh, yes. next to a, uh, next to a, a pool, just relaxing. Yeah. Like they, they're, they're very committed to it. Uh, and I, th- I think understand that like, if you're going to do this, you have to do it. Like you, 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 you have to be a hundred percent on the, on the costumes and the theatrics, yeah. uh, Unlike Kiss, who removed their uh, makeup for like three albums in the 80s. So take that, Kiss. This really is a Kiss show, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this is a show about how much we hate Kiss. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't I don't hate Kiss. I just I just think that they're not a, a good band. Uh, <laughs> I don't think any band from the 70s was good. Hmm. Hmm. I, I can't hmm. think of one band even that would have like a tenuous, you know, you know how about 1970 that would be good maybe uh yeah oh okay i see what you're doing lordy uh after releasing a few albums decided to go for eurovision uh in 2006 they had a national final that year uh every every um artist who competed that year had to submit two songs and then basically in in each semi-final each artist would perform a couple of songs. One song from each artist moved on. It was actually a fairly close vote uh, between Hard Rock, Hallelujah, and their other song, which was called Bringing Back the Balls to Rock. Uh, 
So they like rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big fans. God, if yeah. that song had gone instead, where would we be now? Bringing, bringing, we'd be talking about bringing back the balls to rock. Honestly, I mean, I, I don't know. I, would it have I don't October? know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I have not. I have not heard that other song. To to be fair, uh, it a little bit more context as well. Going into the contest, Finland had been on a real rough streak. Uh, up till that point, they had never even finished top five. Yeah, legendarily rough streak. Like a yeah, they were. Wedding. Yeah, they were the. They were the butt of a lot of Eurovision jokes. Uh, they had finished last a number of times. They'd gotten to a pawn a number of times, um, which was very rare uh, once they started the 12, 10, 8, uh, the, the scoring system that we have now. Well, Lord it, knows that they, they wouldn't have been, they didn't get a leg up with the native language rule anyway. I, I can't imagine oh, that there was a lot of intelligibility between, you know, from language to language, you know, sing in French. And it's just like, well, the Italians and the Spanish mm -hmm. are going to understand kind of what's going on. Mm -hmm. But it's like, good luck with Finnish. Yeah, uh, they had not done any better than 15th in uh, about 15 years. In 1989, they finished, I think, seventh. And that, that was the best result they had at, at any recent point. This was the third year of the semifinal era. Uh, of of Eurovision, Finland mm -hmm. had been in the semi each of the previous two years. Did and the semifinal wasn't terribly broken in both. up here, was it? It was no. just oh, literally was every huge. song, yeah. and then we eliminated mm -hmm. a couple, and then we did them again. Yep, I mean, yeah. Right? One, one of my favorite one of my favorite fun facts uh, about Eurovision is that the largest individual event they've ever done in terms of number of countries was a semifinal, uh, <laughs> not yeah. not any sort of final. There was a twenty eight country. Uh, semifinal er, early on, but F Finland had failed to qualify in either of the semifinal things. They were really kind of on the ropes, and I think the and and the country really went for this. It 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 won its uh, and it was all televote uh, in the in the final. There was a final and then a super final. It won both of them handily, uh, and I think a, a lot of the prevailing thinking, including from Mr. Laurie himself, I found an interview with uh, the the Guardian from April of 2006 that <laughs> yeah. where where they talked to uh, talked to him, and he basically just said, "Well, it, it, in response to being asked, how do you think you're going to do?" He basically just said, "Well, it's not like we're going to do any worse." <laughs> <laughs> And he's right. The general sentiment at the time from Finland wasn't like that they hated the contest, but it was like, why don't we go for broke? Why don't we just have fun with it now? Do do something different. Yeah. Uh, and we'll I, and I think I think we're going to be getting into that a bit uh, in, in just in a little a, bit. Yeah. Yeah. In, in and I feel like previously, though, they'd kind of kind of like Portugal sort of did their own thing most of the time. Mm hmm. Like it wasn't so off of like mainstream, but they sent stuff that I think they they wanted to send. They would want to listen to versus what they think would be viable as a winner. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it, it did. I did kind of get the vibe that, that the lack of success was kind of starting to get to them. But you're right. I mean, they, they Finland, Finland's. Uh, and and we it's love still do to I this mean, day. Yeah. We love them for it now. We love we love that. We love that Portugal Portugal's now, uh, and and the uh, 
I don't know. They were ahead of their time, perhaps, in, in that sense. By the way, the uh, Interval Act at the 2006 Finnish National Final uh, yes. was Freddie. Uh, let your Ooh. hip go hippity pump pump guy. Oh, oh yeah. Who recently passed oh. away, by the way. Uh, oh, really? Uh, big, yeah, big rip to, to Freddie. He was great. Uh, anyway, yeah, they, uh, they won pretty handily. And from there, it seems like... I mean, we don't have betting odds from these days. We 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 don't really have a ton of information about favorites and, and things like that. But we do know, uh, I talked with our pal over at ESC Insight, you and Spence about this and uh, a little uh, a little bit of research that he and or I did that there were rumblings mm-hmm. there there about. Well, about Hard Rock Hallelujah and about how it was something different and that it was getting attention from folks who were disillusioned by Eurovision or who didn't normally pay attention to Eurovision mm-hmm. uh, in, in a way that that hadn't been seen in a while. Now, Danny, you rewatched this contest. I did. And and you watched the year before as well to just just. I don't, like a vibe check is this is that yeah exactly just to be like because i was I, I was curious i was like you know a, a song and an act like this winning had to have been something real special and i don't know watching hard rock hallelujah you uh, you are kind of impressed they do a couple of really cool things but like today there is a small chance of it coming off as hokey so i just wanted to know what was the contest like in 2006 and 2005? You know, sort of just before the era when Eurovision gets tolerable. <laughs> um, Yikes. I have to I have to say, 2006, I'm surprised that, like, Lordy was the one that, like, the, the most rumbling was about. Because in just doing sort of a, a cursory look on the way that things were in 2006, Kerala from, uh, guess where, Sweden, uh, sort of got a lot of it was getting a lot of buzz and when you watch her performance it's like well yeah this this looks like the sort of thing that wins eurovision it really does you know sweden sweden was being sweden back then as well but i do have to note that watching the 2006 contest just the 2006 contest the thing that struck me the most was the extreme conformity in how everyone was dressed made up and how it was staged. It was very, and I'm going to say it, annoying. Uh, <laughs> Eric's, you you saying that like people had gotten bored with what the contest had become? Watching 2006, it's extremely obvious what they're bored with. Every woman's makeup is exactly the same. They have sort of uh, long hair that goes to about mid-chest. It's slightly wavy. It's very highlighted. The eye makeup is all the same. They're all the same build. Um, every man is wearing a t-shirt under a jacket with jeans and a chain wallet. It's like it's like a rule. It's like they had it's and it's and I'm not joking. It's like if you are a, a man who has a cool persona on stage at Eurovision in 2006, you were wearing jeans and a t-shirt with a jacket over it. Every act invariably, if you were a if you were just a, a female singer. You had five backup dancers behind you, and they were all extremely attractive, and they were all sort of like sort of scantily clad. Everything that they were making fun of in Love, Love, Peace, Peace about like the way that backup dancers work, this is the year that they're talking about, I swear. 
it is it it is extremely annoying in how little variety and how unadventurous everything else was in 2006. Now, I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt, so I also watched 2005, like I said, and it's 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 such a huge, it's a big contrast because in 2005, there was slight variety. You had overarching trends. You still had all of these women who were made up the exact same way, but you also had a lot of bands in 2005. 2006, there were very, very, very few. I think Lordy might have been the only one. But in 2005, there was some stuff. There was, uh, 2005, I want to say, we did have Zdob Zizdob, who were our Moldova favorites from just last year, or two years ago at this point. Wait, which is it? I'm losing track now. But it they were our Moldova, matter. our little trains, wonderful. They they looked different. I doesn't, I, I, I do not need to tell you that they looked different. Um, there was also the Dutch singer, who I like to just call Dutch Whitney Houston because she had a great voice and she just looked different from all the other cookie cutter, uh, single powerful, powerful song women who were singing that year. And then Wigwam, who is sort of the <laughs> closest thing that we had to Lordy. They, they're, but they were like glam. Like they look kind of like the New York dolls kind of thing that they had going on. Like they were obviously being a little bit silly about things, but, but, but no, that's, that's the closest that we get. Also, 2006, I want to say that we did also have one of my personal guilty pleasures. We did have Sylvia Knight's Congratulations, which is also making fun of Eurovision. And how could we forget We Are the Winners is also from 2006. Um, so Lordy wasn't alone. Finland wasn't alone in sending someone to the contest who just was tired of the conformity that Eurovision stood for at that point. I, 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 there's good songs that come out of this era of the contest, but watching 2006, I think it's really obvious that something novel and a little bit more earnest and unique and I don't want to say unpolished because Lordy has their act down great, but just adventurous something very different and yet also not produced i think produced is because we talk about like the 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 way that you know the factory machine can churn out these acts that are sort of postured and and they got the 2006 algorithm down perfect lordy is not part of the algorithm and i think that's what people really latched onto. i think it was um like you mentioned that was a year that for whatever reason everything kind of fell into a very specific line. Yeah. I remember the first time I watched it, I'm like, is it, didn't we already hear this song? Every song yes. was the same. Every, every look everyone was the is same. Just like everything was just over and over again. And then, and to have Lordy come out after all of that, it's so obvious why people were voting for it. And I think the same thing happened again in what year was that? 2009. If you watch 2009, it's a pretty good show. It's so obvious fairy tale is by far the best song in the group. Mm -hmm. I, I think it also happened uh, it, sort of a cycle to, to, to this, or there was it, it, it that happened in 2003 mm -hmm. uh, when Sertab uh, every okay. way that I can, uh -huh. uh, it, it kind of introduced this, this ethno pop thing and it just exploded. I remember there was a Eurovision again of 2003 and they went like fourth or fifth. They were fairly early in the running order, but the first few songs are just that same sort of 
generic ballady pop sort of sort of thing that there's just there's so much of especially in those years and then every way that i can comes on and you can immediately i mean instantly tell this is something different it's it was a revelation uh it uh, honestly uh and it did so well that a similar song won in 2004 uh and then another similar song won in 2005 uh, but I think, here. but but I think by that point, I mean, we talked last week about wondering about you know our, our fears, our concerns, our spooky whatevers that, uh, <laughs> and, and we, we wondered if if like okay, has has this has this been solved? And I think by the time we got to two thousand six, it had been solved uh, a, a bit, and and what Hard Rock Hallelujah ended up doing was providing this shock to the system yeah the fever had uh, to break that but still i mean it's still kind of a pop song you know mm -hmm. it's it's not it's not full-blown like th this was this was my resistance to the pantera thing because it's, it, it doesn't <laughs> yeah it doesn't have these cra the crazy metal structures and solos and, and things like that that some of these things have uh, it doesn't it doesn't scare mom and dad no like, it doesn't it is even it is though, i mean even it, it though, can if you're a little yes. bit if you're a little fragile but it's like mm -hmm. yeah they're not doing the crazy heavy metal uh they're not slipknot they're not slipknot <laughs> mm -hmm. but and i mean are. i mean and and thematically i mean slipknot sings about how everything sucks and people and everyone should die and 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 like guar sings about you know ho horror movie stuff the, the mm -hmm. bloody everything whatever that is not what this song is about at no. all they sort of have this because the persona is almost like <laughs> like it's the power of Jesus, and it's also hard rock. Like it's it's a very I, I don't know if it's like a humorous act that they're doing, but like it's like there's a lot of with well, a song like Hard Rock Hallelujah is sort of expected, but it's like all their songs sort of have like this this very cheeky melding of like Christian millennialism combined with just like the way that rock and roll music can save our lives. It's very it's very funny to me. Not surprising oh, this... from the man who wrote the song "The Devil Is a Loser" and he's my. Which is a great. This is definitely two thirds of the way to being a Christian rock song. Let's just be honest. It, it, or it a movie close. from 1999. <laughs> so uh, there is, uh, yeah. I, I mean, they they were accused of being satanic. Just, I mean, you you want to talk about judging a book by its cover? Yeah. Uh, uh, there were there's a, a, a Orthodox group in Greece. Obviously, there are there are folks who take this very seriously. Uh, and that's fine, but they had uh, it basically said, "Lordy can't come here. This, this is this is offensive. This is satanic. It needs to not be part of of the contest that we are hosting because this was in Athens, mm -hmm. uh, and and, and uh, obviously that didn't work out uh, as these things generally don't. Uh, but <laughs> but like there there it was not without its its uh, detractors just because of what it seemed to be." Yeah, uh, but a, a band that looks like this usually mm -hmm. is very much into like you know what Satan is cool, you know, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah, there, uh, smoke, there is a little... smoke in the bathroom, do it, yeah. kids. But that's not what this band is. <laughs> I, but the song itself, if just on a superficial level, you could look into it and say that this is sort of a satanic song. There's a lot of allusions to demons and horns and winged creatures and a lot of Christian imagery. Uh, 
you know, it's it's all pageantry, but it, like you could look mm-hmm. at it and make an, a convincing argument if you were like a really fundamentalist. You could say, "Oh, this is definitely corrupting yes, children." I know. There's things like nothing that. to joke about here. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, Mr. Lordy was asked about that. Uh, this is an interview from right after the contest in in '06, thanks to something called uh, Cross Rhythms, uh, which is a Christian website in the UK. Ah, uh, up uh, Okay, picked, yeah. picked up on this. Cross Not a CrossFit site. Wow. No, it's, <laughs> I, anyway, I, th- I don't on. think they're the ones giving the interview, but they're just just reporting on it uh, in, in an interview after winning. Uh, Mr. Lordy was asked, you know, because there was a lot of talk about, you know, you guys are dressed as demons. Nah, nah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's yes. a direct quote, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's here's what he said. He said, I am a member of a church and our drummer Kita actually wrote and played some church music. I don't mm-hmm. want to burn in hell. I want to go to heaven. So, so you know, they're not making uh, like Chris Tomlin praise and worship songs or anything here. Yeah, I was gonna say, but, it's but not they're, Switchfoot. yeah, they're uh, they're well. I first of all, Switchfoot's great. How dare you? Se- second of all, sure. might be seeing them this weekend. Actually, I was uh, gonna say it's 2006. It's around the same time. Uh, well, yeah, I, I understand what you're getting at. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mumford and Sons sort of got this when they first came out. It was just like, oh, there's a lot of Christian themes here, but it's not very overblown. I mm-hmm. don't know if we can say yeah, that. Yeah, I, I Lordy, mean, though. <laughs> there some some of the you know as as a as a former youth group kid who grew up at a mm-hmm. time when when Christian music had more to say than just Jesus, eh? Uh, Buddy Jesus. Yeah there there was a there was a distinction that I think ha- has kind of disappeared. Uh, in in modern, like pra- Hillsong and other praise music and things yeah. like that, less but there rock, a, a, a difference. Well, a, and the difference between being a Christian group and a group with Christians in it that mm-hmm. are that are informed by that, as opposed to trying to check certain boxes. Uh, there's a, a great singer songwriter uh, in in sort of the the latter of those named Derek Webb, who I who I really really greatly admire. And he has a quote that's basically just like using the word Christian for anything other than like a church is a marketing term. And and so uh, <laughs> labeling Lordy of all things as a as a Christian group is is kind of interesting. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> but I, I think lyrically and, and I mean, obviously, the folks detracting this are not looking beyond the. The, the surface, the the image portion mm-hmm. of what they do, uh, but they also a fair amount of pigeonholing there too. Mm-hmm. Because I kept yeah. I kept looking through a couple of British sources, and the British sources that are contemporary with the contest invariably describe them as heavy metal. And I don't know if our genre classification savvy has changed over time, but this is not heavy metal. And something tells me that that's like a dog whistle for them. Heavy metal means Satan worship and and bloody orgies. And it's like, this is not heavy metal. This is just like pure rock. This is just hard rock. I, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there in the title, guys. Come yeah, they, yeah, they told me what called, it is. It's yeah. not called metal, hallelujah. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't call this full full blown metal either. And I think no. a lot of metal heads also would not. And yeah, uh, for yeah, talk to talk to a heavy metal fan and they'll tell you. Very particular about what is and isn't a metal yeah. sound. I I and Finland, I Finland, who probably has the most metal. robust metal scene in all of Europe, would tell you too. Well, uh there are some 
you're going to get some angry Norwegians again. Uh, on that one, <laughs> yeah, sure. I think uh, there's a few other countries too that might take issue with that. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, but the, I mean, there's there's a lot of different things. And, and but but again, just like just like being head. Christian, being metal. It, it, this is this is marketing. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, it is Hard Rock Hallelujah in particular is is a three minute song that somehow really resonated with people. Uh, I, I, and I think I think we've kind of touched on it, but but. Uh, Derek, what if you had to put a finer point on it? How did this song win the Eurovision <laughs> Song Contest? I think I think we've already said everything that kind of fits that description. I think it's it's a three minute song that follows a traditional pop structure that's weird, but not too weird. I think it just did enough to stand out against uh, a, a competitive field that was predominantly generic and boring and yes that was ex extremely all similar to each other it was like they had all tried to game eurovision in the same way and all came up with the same thing but lordy wasn't yeah and i don't think if you like went around and asked all the delegations like what was your strategy this year yeah they would yeah, all yeah. say the same thing even though they had no idea what any other country was doing they all just kind of happened upon the same strategy at the same time and after several years of seeing that who wouldn't do that like okay well this is what people want let's just do that mm -hmm. and I, th I think we've seen other years too where just a song will come out of nowhere and it'll fill that niche that was unfulfilled to this point like that it kind of worked out for Sabral when when portugal yeah. won in 2016 yeah like yeah. we've never really seen that for years and years and years and suddenly this comes out and everyone's like oh this is the song i've been missing in my life so yeah uh it the the song had it was the highest point total ever up till that point, uh, two two hundred ninety two points. Uh, Bosnia yeah, they were switching the voting system every single time. Uh, I know, but uh, <laughs> Bosnia Herzegovina, Hari Matahari with Layla, uh, yeah, two two sixty seven was pretty close. There was a huge huge drop off after that. Uh, those those two really uh, kind of captured the the hearts of everyone. But Finland got. Finland got points in uh, the semifinal from every country except Armenia, Monaco, and Albania. Some some very very faithful nations there. I don't know if that's. Uh, I want to point out too that this was an all televote scoring system, except uh -huh. for Monaco and Albania, who both had juries. Oh, so they got oh, zero right? from the two countries that had juries, which in retrospect makes perfect sense. Well, so this is a year when like you could your countries. It was 100 percent televote. But for whatever reason, these countries had juries. Just okay. those two. I mean, with, with Monaco. Monaco, size, Monaco yeah, yeah, but Albania's has. Yeah, I don't know why Albania. The matter. OK. All right. Could have been a uh, like a backup thing if there was an issue mm -hmm. with the phone company or, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> the same the same three countries blanked them in the final as well. Uh, every everyone else was uh, like. was uh, a pretty big fan. Romania only gave them four. Everyone else had them in their top mm -hmm. five. It, it was it was massively popular. Uh, Ewan again uh, shout out sent a sent a note. Uh, there was a. Discussion on Reddit from nearly 10 years ago, not in the Eurovision subreddit, in the metal subreddit of someone uh -huh. asking, how in the world did this happen? Uh, this is a mainstream song contest. How did Lordy win? And there's a lot of, well, they're not really metal. Don't post this here. Or a, a lot of, uh, 
<laughs> a lot of well because they're mainstream or you know they're a they're a christian rock band or, uh, and that sort of thing but some but but the the top comment and the most interesting comment which is how it should work uh <laughs> <laughs> for, once, that, for uh, once i was in a metal chat room when it took place uh this is from user ragnarok 73 well it's a uh, all right he's got his cred already go on right. uh i will never forget a greek metal fan was so gleeful to report that his parents who weren't into metal had voted for Lordy because they were so sick of the general mushiness of the contest. Oh, yeah. There it and is. like, there's, there was a lot of that going around. Mm -hmm. it, it seems like I can't speak for everyone, but I think to a certain extent too, if you're, if you are a heavy metal fan and there's a song that's even remotely in the rock genre that you can vote for, you'd get excited for that versus yeah. a pop song. Mm hmm. Like, yeah, I don't think you turn your nose up at the only morsel that you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the horse to hit your wagon to. I, to. I don't mean to tell you once again, Eric, to add another column to the, uh, to the Statmotron, but it's the thing that I'm most, uh, that I always am a little bit more fascinated by is does this have anything to do with the fact that they are a, band rather than just a singer i would say obviously yes obviously yes but it's like no band had won eurovision in 2006 since 10 contests earlier with love shine a light <laughs> uh which is you oh, know wow as yeah. as far removed as a as a band winner could be from 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 lordy and then no proper band won again until 2021 until zidia boni until monoskin so it, i i Think that the it's not just a visual difference. It's not just the the difference that uh, other people on stage who aren't uh, plastic, wordless dancers gives. It's the it's the energy that actually being in a, a group can give more than a duo, more than just someone playing off their backup dancers. But a band has a lot more. I don't know. A, ba a band has a lot more avenues for seeming genuine. Yeah, and I'll, bands I'll, have done well outside of that. I mean, 2011, we could be the same. Came second. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. so that one was that one was real good. That was. Really uh, good. I'll, I'll I'll note uh, wigwam the year early uh, the year yes. before from Norway in my dreams. Is it finished... wigwam? Maybe it's wigwam. <laughs> There's no H. <laughs> There's no... <laughs> wigwam. Make it big. Uh, uh, they finished ninth. Yeah, uh, so so not not bad, but not not huge. It wasn't the but shock like, to the system that that Lordy ended up being. Why do you think? Why do you think it didn't quite get there in 05, But then something that was arguably even more over the top and and crazy did so well a year later. I'm not sure. Wigwam kind of is part of this, you know, the tradition of being a little bit. I don't know. This is going to sound so mean, and I feel like I'm being more careful in this episode than I will be with the kids next week. But I, I, it's there's something a little, uh, I don't know, uh, playful and cute about like being like, ah, we're glam rock, you know. It's it's it, there. It, there's a there's a tradition in pop music that can accommodate that. There is not a tradition in mainstream pop music that can accommodate masked weirdos singing hard rock. I mean, it's certainly a better song. Uh, yeah, like, I, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Wig, Wigwam <laughs> was pretty fun. Wigwam but, had a know. had a had a tricky spot in the running order too. They went fifth. 
That's true. Uh, which is which know, isn't Wigwam a great. Wigwam could also could also be passed off as a wedding band. You know, it's it's that <laughs> it's that kind of vibe. You know, they they had it's a still accessible. Yeah, the, there's not a source on this, uh, but when I look at the Wikipedia for in my dreams, it notes that their view, uh, Wigwam, that is, was mm -hmm. that quote rock and roll is the new schlager. Oh no! Don't be! Oh, don't say yeah. that! Yike a roo! Yeah. And I mean, "Hard Rock Hallelujah" is a pop song as much as you know anything. But but mm -hmm. yeah, I don't. It maybe it's just the difference in the quality of the song. Maybe maybe Wigwan walked so Lordy could run. I don't, <laughs> I don't no, for me, that's like fair. like honestly, what? like yeah. like like okay. It, maybe Mr. Lordy is watching Eurovision 2005, sees a Europop thing win again, but there's this group from Norway that's doing something and they're doing something a little bit different. And maybe he's just seeing that and saying, Yeah, why don't we go I next? could do that? What if we yeah. did that, but better? Yeah, we're better than that. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> As, I feel I like that should, that should be the inspiration that a lot of acts in some of the smaller countries take. If you're watching Eurovision and you're seeing yet another boring ass act representing your country, call up your friends and do something about it. <laughs> Was there, uh, out of curiosity, you said you were looking at some interviews with Mr. Lordy. Did he ever mention why he decided to go to Eurovision? Not that I could find. Uh, okay. The, yeah, there wasn't anything that, that was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, like obviously, obviously everyone's excited for this, but like what made you, that was definitely a thing I wondered was what, what made mm -hmm. you. Why, what why this, like why this now? really want to go? Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what, uh. What's the deal? And I think maybe some of it was, I, I think maybe honestly, some of it was just seeing the lack of success Finland and had 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 and just thought we can do better than this. Like, In general, I think we're, it's difficult we're, we're to a popular group. Let's just like, like, let's just try. Yeah. Oh, I think that could happen. Yeah, yeah. Difficult to overstate the, uh, the, the frustration at the complacency and the conventionality that the contest had really grown into at that point mm -hmm. i think it's impossible to say that there was an amount of contempt for the contest that a lot of the european public appears to have had it really makes me wonder about this sort of shock to the system maybe even as soon as next year yeah. uh, obviously like we had zta boni that was just two calendar years ago kalush was sort of a its own thing in terms of in terms of its a socio-political anomaly but, really but yeah. we had lorraine who won with one of those songs, you know, mm -hmm. a Swedish song, which are not limited to just Sweden, as we've discussed. Uh, it's turned up to 11. And and we and we had this song that was so beloved that didn't quite get there uh, from Finland. That out. was also kind of a, well, what if I did something absolutely wacky? Mm -hmm. But not too wacky. Not right. too wacky, not too not wacky. Too wacky. Still very melodic, but with uh, with edge that is believable and genuine. Yep. I think, but looking at last year, I think there's enough evidence to say that people are on board for some real wackiness. I mean, Croatia mm -hmm. did exceptionally well with the televote as well. And that was a circus show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Bitty uh, uh, Strava. Incorporate Sano. Oh, Incorpore Sano. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, people loved that. Trying to let absolutely yeah. loved it. Like, people are it, looking for stuff that is in mm -hmm. intensely like that only you can make. Like mm -hmm. 
clearly what this, that song. what this means is whatever country gets a K-pop act first. Right. <laughs> Especially if, if the voting system changes for tel- to lean televote in any way. Uh, we're all in Get this trouble. girl from Oklahoma you might be interested in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, no it's the only kidding. I, I'm I'm gonna say that I, I think there is enough variety at the contest right now that it doesn't feel exactly like the sort of stultifying conventionality and conformity that we had in 2005 and 2006. It doesn't feel anywhere near it. No, um, no. We're, no, no, we're no. in a good uh, place right now. I really I think. think we are. I, I don't think that there are a lot of crimes that are happening. I don't think there's a ton of stuff being shut out. We're seeing numbers get up there on the board. We really are for uh, acts that really are unique and deserve it and bring a lot of art to the contest. We're seeing way more art at the contest now than we did in 2005 and 2006. We really, really are. I think, though, there's always an... And I, I think it's getting less and less likely, but still, I think there's always a chance that the stars will align in such a way that we'll get a lot of similarity across the board in terms of songs. Yeah, we so we'll get will. a yeah. lot of ballads for some reason. We'll get a lot of this kind of song that everyone just happens to do. And there's just kind of like, okay, well, which one of these is not that? Mm-hmm. That Yeah, and that that's when you start looking for the shock to the system. Yeah. what's What is going to just stick out like a I don't want to say sore thumb but sore thumb like like that's just different uh and uh, yeah but Danny you're right a lot of more artists are daring to be different now and and maybe that makes it a little more unpredictable but uh, I don't know the contest is in a good place mm-hmm. and we have I think songs like hard rock hallelujah to thank for that I, I and I think it's difficult to understate the 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 reason that a lot of people think of Hard Rock Hallelujah as an iconic Eurovision song is how how necessary a song it was for the future of the contest. Like it was a needed song. It was yeah. such a shift in perspective. Like you look at the songs in the following year, there were a bunch of rock songs. I think I don't think they quite the. Uh, the industry really quite understood what to do with this win. Yeah. And their knee jerk mm-hmm. reaction was, okay, more rock songs. Right. But after a while, it's sort of, they sort of figured out, no, no more risky songs. That's what mm-hmm. we should be doing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like, yeah. And I mean, yeah, we had three years of, of ethnopop bangers in a row, but it was definitely a bit misguided. And I think like you were alluding to missing the point mm-hmm. when you just said, okay, rock one, we need to send a rock song. It's because it's not that simple. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we're going to get a lot of songs like Cha Cha Cha. I think we're going to get a lot of songs inspired by Cha Cha Cha. Uh, but that doesn't mean that that copycats are going to mm-hmm. necessarily do well. I don't think they. I don't think they will. I don't know how well you can really copy a song <laughs> like Copycaria. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to see one country try. Uh, but there should be at least one. There's yeah. always one. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. you look at like Cyprus nearly won the whole thing with Fuego. Mm-hmm. They just kept which hitting a, that button for two more yeah, years. Yeah, it was a precision made song in the Swedish tradition. And then they, yeah, they did it again with El Diablo. And then they're, they're, they're just really, they're they literally, they literally did a song called Replay. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Come on. I mean, Israel did it very was, well. It was, well it was, yeah, because it was great. But also, <laughs> like, they, they weren't shying away from the idea that's like, oh, you like this, huh? Well, here's the same thing. Um, but that that hasn't ever really produced a winner, has it? Not really, but I think I don't think they Besides were maybe to my number so much one as or, yeah. yeah, being successful. They had like Cyprus is a country and they've never won. And then to come second like that and, and come so close, I think they really thought, okay, well, we know we can do well with this, maybe not win. So we're just gonna yeah. do it again. Mm-hmm. And then when they kind of switched last year, it was sort of like, okay, well, we don't know what to do anymore. Because this is we're getting diminishing returns on this, and we don't know what else works. And then they went Swedish, and then they went Swedish, which I, to their yeah. detriment, I think they should have just stuck mm-hmm. to their own thing. But song did pretty well, but but I mean, it was yeah, a slick production. Let's be yeah, it's, yeah, it was. Uh, we should uh, it should start winding this down a little bit here, I think. But yeah. I, I will note that uh, uh, in addition to changing the contest forevermore. Uh, Lordy went on to do a number of things. Uh, they became the namesake of Lordy Square in the town of uh, Rovaniemi, <laughs> which is the where Mr. Lordy is from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lordy Cola was a thing for a while in Finland. This, this is we're coming back to the kiss thing now, I think. Uh, no Lordy caskets, as far as I know, but there was uh, Lordy's Rock Torrent. Which is a God. just don't eat there. Which is a which is a horrible name for your Lordy themed restaurant. It it went out of business after a few years, but there was a Lordy restaurant uh, that uh, was there for a while. They're they're big. They went on Ozfest in two thousand seven. Oh, uh, whoa. Ozfest yeah. was still around in two thousand seven. Oh, Ozfest was around forever. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that they were especially well liked at Ozfest, but I think that is that has as much to do as anything with the whole. Are they really metal? Yeah, sort of they thing. don't seem like the right fit for that. Kind not of not quite, not mm-hmm. quite. But I mean, you got to strike while the iron's hot. I think true, and it certainly was uh, at that oh, point. One one thing you didn't note that I saw on their Wikipedia was in two thousand eight they released the movie Dark Floors, which was the most expensive Finnish horror movie ever produced, and Mister Lordy co-wrote it, and the band starred in it as monsters. Oh man! Like in their full costumes, like from Ooh, the stage oh, performance, I, and they're like attacking a, and killing people. I smell a Patreon thing. I smell a react. Uh, yeah, I gotta track this down. <laughs> uh, let's let's track that down. That sounds awesome. Uh, we'll watch the Lordy Horror movie, and we'll let you know all about it. Um, but oh gosh, what else do we want to say about this uh, wonderful little tune that we had? I should say, I, I, and this is this is bad for going at the very very end, but. The name he writes under actually is Mr. Lordy. That I, I don't feel we made that clear because we always refer to people that way. But in this, <laughs> oh case, yeah, that's no, it actually is Mr. Lordy mm-hmm. is is what it is, and he's the only <laughs> consistent thing in the band. And it's yes, 30, 40 year history. Yeah, one of the nice things about having the monsters is that it doesn't really matter who's in your band uh, because the the image doesn't stay with specific people mm-hmm. yeah. like uh, uh ghost that band from sweden that's gotten really 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 big um like it's not even known who's in that band they're just they're literally called nameless ghouls uh they should do eurovision by the way that'd be fun 
they just have some controversy. Oh, they always do. I I mean they're 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 they are full blown they are full blown satanic. Uh, okay. So that they they would have they would have some issues. Yeah, they're there, not going to let them anywhere near Melody Festival. <laughs> I suppose not. Uh, I can't wait to see what the next like cultural zeitgeist moment is going to be at Eurovision. The song that comes out of nowhere that completely changes the landscape. It seems to happen every few years. And I just I don't know what it's going to be, but I feel like Mr. Lurdy sort of opened the door for that kind of thing. I'm still kind of betting on K-pop. Yeah, I don't know. I just like like if you look at and I know smaller sample sizes all over the place, I'm sure. But but the way that Alexa's fans mobilized just everywhere for for the uh, American Song Contest. Oh, it, we got that rest and, of the world vote now, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, and granted, mm-hmm. that's only 12 points, but Still. I, I, I think it's, you know, it, it, the existence of metal fans popping up and doing their boys a solid, whether they're metal or not, uh, mm-hmm. was was certainly a factor in Lordy taking the win and being that zeitgeist moment that you're talking about. And I think. Mm-hmm it's as likely as anything that the next one will have something with that base behind it. Uh, whether that's another metal song or K-pop or uh, a friend of Taylor Swift, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> oh, Travis Kelsey. Um, He's singing yeah, that? Trav- oh yeah, Travis Kelsey's going to sing for San Marino. That's a dumb rumor <laughs> of the week right there at the end. Uh, I would be totally down for that. But I think, yeah, it's something like something that can capture people in a way that doesn't normally happen. Uh, and I mean, I think Cardia came close. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. just, I mean, if that song, was, if tattoo was by any other person, it's, we wouldn't be having quite the same yeah. conversations for, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's just, it was Lorraine and I get it. So <sighs> the song was good. Dang it. But once it was Lorraine, it was over. Yes. Again, let's get something. Let's let's have one of these things happen. Let's do it. Yes, I'd love to hear yes. it. I, I want to hear from our, our listeners out there, both in Europe and uh, and here in America. I, I want to hear both uh, your experiences with Hard Rock Hallelujah, with this song itself, and with your experiences on what makes a, a, a unique, weird, good song. Because that's what this one's all about. Reach out to us. You guys know where on all the social medias at one, two points USA or 12 points from America at gmail.com. Hit us up. Um, I think that's a, a great place to call it. We'll be, we'll be back next week with some junior Eurovision content, the plus ultra. But until then, uh, I've been Danny. I've been Derek. And I've been Danny. Wait. And America. Stop, Stop listening, listening now. now. And I've been Danny.